Hi, welcome again to another episode of When the Scripture Becomes Real. Again, a podcast where we study the scriptures together uh, so we can learn and grow uh, and to challenge ourselves, not to be comfortable, um, but to challenge our faith. Uh, today's podcast is, is going to be a little different. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, asking around uh, just through texting, through social media, um, just asking, you know, what is a topic that um, the listeners that you all want to hear? Uh, what's something that you don't hear preached on that you want to hear preached on? And I got a couple of responses. And the one that we're going to do today is from uh, from a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Anna Claire AC, Anna Claire Gaines. Um, she was a part of the youth group when I was a student at the School of Preaching. And uh, when I was there, I've seen her growth. Um, I've seen her uh, grow so much, and I'm proud of her and what she's doing. She's at Harding right now. Um, she's studying there. So, uh, Anna Claire, thank you for uh, this topic. Um, but what she wanted to discuss was talking about identity slash confidence in Christ. And I think that's a great topic, and it's a lot of great scripture and a lot of great points that we can make. Um, you know, looking at a lot of youth groups, looking at um, kind of what they go through growing up, especially most of the girls, um, they have a lot of um, trouble uh, finding their identity and finding their confidence in Christ. And so we'll kind of discuss uh, some of the problems, but also some of the solutions uh, to that problem later. But again, just like every other podcast, we'll start off with a positive quote. And this is one I found yesterday um, that actually has to do with identity slash confidence in Christ. Uh, this one specifically, it focuses on uh, Christian women. And this is such a beautiful uh, quote and topic. And this quote is by uh, Leslie Ludy. And this is what this quote says. The most beautiful women I've ever observed are those that have exchanged a self-focused life for a Christ-focused one. They are confident, but they're not confident in themselves. So instead of self-confidence, they radiate with Christ-confidence. That's some of the most beautiful women that I've ever seen. Uh, it's, it's incredible to see someone who you can see that they know who they are in Christ, and it's not... It's not self-confidence in themselves and what they can do or proving other people wrong or being this for other people. When you see someone, and that's why the Bible calls them rare, because not a lot of women see themselves. And we're talking about Christian women as well. Not a lot of people see themselves that way. But to see someone who is confident, but not in themselves, but so confident in Christ that it shows, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so... Let's get into our topic today. Now, we're talking about identity slash confidence in Christ. I wrote down a couple points here that I want to uh, I want to talk about. Uh, but number one, I think the first thing we need to remember, talking about guys and girls, we need to remember that we are Christian royalty. And uh, let's go to First uh, Peter uh, chapter two. And I want to look at verse uh, number nine. Again, with any topic, no matter what it is, if it's directly in the scripture or out of it, we want to we want to bring the scripture in it. And so we want to show that the scripture can answer every question that we have. All right. So first Peter, chapter two, starting verse nine, the writer says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal 
priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Pretty soon there's going to be a, a royal wedding. If you've ever seen royalty, they're treated differently. They walk differently. They, in a sense, they talk differently too. Royalty, they walk like it and they talk like it. A friend of mine, uh, Matt Jones, I remember him one day, uh, I guess we were just walking around talking and he said, you know, we're a royal, we're a royal priesthood. We are, we are kings and, and queens in Christ. So we need to start walking like it and we need to walk around like we're royalty and not walk around like we're cheap. Because you think about it, Christ paid a great price for you. Christ paid a great price for me. And so he made us royalty. So the first point I want to talk about in identity slash confidence in Christ, I want the guys to remember and the girls to remember. Guys, you are princes slash kings in Christ. So walk like a prince or a king, not in arrogance, not so you can... Uh, be head and shoulders above everyone else, but you are special in him. Christ loved you enough to come down from heaven and die and suffer for you. And so remember, guys, you are a prince or you are a king in Christ. And girls, remember that you are spiritual princesses and spiritual queens in Christ. We must remember our value in him. This is the point where people go in in left field. They have to remember that their values in Christ. You see, that's the problem with a lot of just from my experience, from a lot of teens and seeing them grow up, even college age girls and guys, when people don't show them the value that they want or their parents don't show them the value that they want, they'll try to find that value in something else. Or in someone else. And it may work for a little bit. May work for a couple months. Maybe a year. But they'll never find what they're looking for. Because they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know their value. And since they don't know their value. They'll try to find it or validate it in something else. So going on to the second thing I want to talk about. Here's the mistake like we just talked about. Here's the mistake that most guys and girls make. They try to feel validated through people. Well, how do you know that? You and I all know situations. Girls, they'll date guy after guy after guy after guy, trying to find the same thing in another person. Well, it's not him, not him, not him, not him. Guys, they'll date girl after girl after girl trying to find something in them that only Christ can give. That's where we need to focus on ourselves and inwardly. Girls, I want you to listen here. There is no Christian guy alive. And guys, there is no Christian girl alive who can fill the void that you have that only Christ can fill. Only Christ can fill that void inside, and you have to know him. Hence, you have to know your identity, and you have to be confident in that in Christ first. See, that's a mistake that most people make. They're not confident in Christ, 
and they're not confident in themselves, so they'll try to find the fake confidence through someone else. Well, I guess I need another person so I can feel confident. Well, I guess I, I need another person so I can have someone with me. You have to be confident in yourself first. Look at look at these examples first. We, when we talk about being confident in someone and confident in Christ, look at these examples. If you go to, uh, let's go to Genesis chapter, chapter 7. Now think about this. Remember, here in Genesis chapter 7, here's a couple examples uh, of some guys that just had the extreme confidence and they knew their identity in Christ and in God. Think about Noah's situation. Remember in Genesis chapter 6, um, when the Bible talks about in, in verse 5, and said, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. But then verse eight, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Imagine being in Noah's situation. Okay. You have Noah, you have Mrs. Noah, you have his three sons and their three wives. So you have eight people in the entire world that knew their identity and confidence in God. Here's the thing about Noah. Imagine being him and constantly, day after day after day, while you're building this ark, you're telling people, you need to get in the ark. You need to get in the ark. You need to get in the ark. But imagine every single day. You remember he preached for around 120 years telling them there's rains coming. Can you imagine day after day after day, people telling Noah he was crazy, people telling his family that he's crazy, people telling them, you guys don't know what you're doing. You have to have the ultimate identity and confidence in Christ. And here's the thing, guys. No one else can do that for you. Yes, other people can be encouragement to you, but only you can have the identity and confidence in Christ that you can have. You have to have it. Someone else can't give it to you. You have to have that and work towards it. Well, what's another example? Think about this. Think about Job. Remember Job and his wife? His friends turn on him. His wife tells him to curse God and die. He has disease. He has boils. He lost his riches, lost his fame, lost everything. Did Job have to have confidence? An identity in God when everyone else around him left? Yes, he had to. Think about this. Think about David. Remember, David killed Goliath. Saul was happy that Goliath was dead. Then next thing you know, Saul gets jealous of David and then chases David and brings him into a cave and David's running for his life. You think those people that loved David before then hated him? And David was all alone. You think David had to have an identity or confidence in Christ? What's the what's the three common denominators of Job, of Noah, and David? Number one, they all uh, had to go through something in terms of uh, there were people talking against them. But then number two, David, Job, and Noah, all three of them. In a sense, they all had to stand alone. 
And guys, that's where you find your identity and confidence in Christ. Sometimes you got to find it by yourself. You got to find it by yourself. And these guys did it. But think about this. Here's a couple verses I want to look at. Go to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs 14. And I want to look at verse uh, verse number 26. And we're talking about identity or confidence in Christ. Here in Proverbs chapter 14, look at how the word confidence is used here. Look at how the Proverbs writer talks about it. Verse uh, 26 of chapter 14. In the fear of the Lord, watch this, there is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. You think Noah had that? You think Job had that? You think David had that? They feared God. And so, Girls and guys, in fearing God, that's where your confidence comes from. Your confidence doesn't come through people. Your confidence doesn't come through compliments. Your confidence doesn't come through validation from other people. Your confidence and your identity in Christ comes from the fear of the Lord, no matter what anyone else thinks of you. These men, Noah, Job, David, no matter what someone said about them, no matter what someone did to them, no matter what someone accused them of doing, we can add Joseph in there. No matter what happened to those guys, they all feared God. And in fearing God, they got their confidence. They didn't get it through people because those guys at some point in their lives, they were alone. And literally it was just them and God. They were alone. How many of us think about think about Job's situation? Think about Joseph's situation. Think about Noah's situation. How many of us would have quit when day after day after day people are talking about you? People are accusing you. People are, are saying one thing to you here, but saying something different there. They sold you into slavery. You're thrown in jail. You've lost everything. You've lost your fame. You've lost your name. How many of us would have just quit? Let me tell you this. Those people that would have quit, those are the people that look uh, for validation in people. Look for validation and compliments. But those that have the fear of the Lord, no matter what situation they're in, whether it's great or whether they're all alone, they have confidence in Christ that he is always there. He's always there. And here's another point. One attribute of a faithful man. And listen to this, girls. One attribute of a faithful man is this. He doesn't need validation from other people. And really, don't take this the wrong way. But he doesn't need validation from you. In order to know his value in Christ. He knows as an individual. That the Lord loves him. That he is a king in Christ. And he doesn't need validation from outside sources to know that. He can know that by the scriptures. And guys. One attribute of a faithful woman is this. They don't need validation from other people. In order to know her value 
in Christ. Again, like the quote talked about, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to see someone confident. But that confidence, you'll know when you see, but that confidence isn't isn't arrogance. The confidence isn't uh, self-absorbed. They're so confident that you can see in the way that they walk, in the way they talk, in the way they handle themselves, in the way that they handle when people talk about them. You can see that their their demeanor is so Christ-like, that they are so confident in Him. It's so beautiful to see that. But another attribute of a faithful man and another attribute of a faithful woman is this too. And just like just like Noah, just like Job, just like David, and just like Christ, in a sense, here's another attribute. They didn't care if people liked them or didn't like them. No one was going to make Noah. No one was going to make Job. No one was going to make David. And no one was going to make Christ question how God sees them. No one. So confidence and identity in Christ is literally on no one but you. You have to have it. And you have to have that spiritual strength and that fear of God. And then he'll be your refuge no matter what people say about you. No matter what people think about you. No matter what people say about you or me. You can have the fear of the Lord and he gives you confidence. He gave David confidence. Imagine being David on the run. And time after time, you're running from someone who you help. David did nothing to hurt Saul's family. He loved his his son. He married his daughter. He wanted nothing to do to hurt hurt Saul's family. But just because Saul was jealous of him, then he began to chase after David. Now, imagine the feelings that David would have felt. I've done nothing to help this family. And now that they hate me and they're chasing me for my life. If I was David and David did say this at one point, Lord, you know, it's where are you? But David had the ultimate confidence in Christ that no matter who was with him or who was against him, he was always going to be okay. Look at another verse. (coughs) Let's go to Proverbs. um, Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs chapter three, and I want to look at verse um, verse twenty five and twenty six. I should start in verse. Tw- actually, let's start in verse twenty three. Look at what the Proverbs writer writes here. So shall they be unto thy soul. Actually, let's go. Let's go up. Let's go up so we can get the context. Verse twenty one. Uh, My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Look, keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace unto thy neck. Then thou shalt walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Why? Why should I be afraid? Why should I uh, keep some wisdom and discretion? Why should I do that, Lord? Verse 26 answers it. For the Lord shall be thy confidence 
and he shall keep thy foot from being taken. The common denominator, the Lord is always your confidence. You know, there's a song um, that youth like to sing, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Here's the thing, guys and girls, you can be in a situation where you are completely alone. But you can have strength in God. You see, here's the misconception. It's great to have your brothers and sisters as encouragers. It's great to have your brothers and sisters there to help you along the way. It is great to have your brothers and sisters to be a source of confidence for you. Because that is a blessing that we have in Christ. And I do not want to downplay that. But here's where it needs to be. The the line needs to be drawn. Remember. Confidence, having the ultimate confidence in someone, I don't have the ultimate confidence in my brethren. Why? Because they're people. And people fail. People are fickle. People will love you one minute, hate you the next. My full confidence is not in people. I don't care if they're a brother or not. I may have confidence in them, and I hope they have confidence in me, but my full, full confidence is not in them. There's not one brother alive that my full confidence is in. My full 100% confidence is in God. Jordan, how can you say that? That sounds really harsh. That doesn't sound very Christian. I'm putting air quotes up. Go to a scripture and find a scripture where it says, and the brethren shall be your confidence. Go to a scripture where it says, trust in the brethren. You can't find one. And you can't find a verse that implies that either. But I can find multiple verses that says, and the Lord will be your confidence. Well, how do you know that? People let down Noah. People let down Job. People let David down. People let Job down. And some of those people, they were the closest to them. And they let them down. So my full confidence is not in a man. And it never will be. Lord will, and I hope not. My confidence and yours too should fully 1,000 trillion billion percent be in God. That's it. Because no matter what you go through, no matter who's with you or not at the moment, God will always be there no matter who's there or not for you. And so then if you know that for a fact, your identity and confidence in Christ You can keep going just as strong as if a thousand people were behind you or if just one is. That's the confidence that God gives me. That's the confidence that God gives you. I don't care if if a thousand people are are behind me and ready to go. Let's go. But if no one's behind me, all right, I'll still go. Because my confidence isn't in a man. And I hope yours isn't either. And until you get to that point. You will always try to find confidence in somebody else. And that's why people will go after. They'll go through. (laughs) There's one preacher that said they go through people like socks. Guy after guy after guy. Girl after girl after girl after girl. Guys and girls, I want you to listen to this. If you don't have your identity and your confidence in Christ and the person that you're with, doesn't have their identity and confidence in Christ, and you are together, you are wasting each other's time. 
because you have to have your confidence in him first. And she has to has that have to have that confidence in him first. And until as an individual, you have that void filled, you'll try to find it through people and they will never give it to you. They may for a little bit. But they can't give it to you like God can. And so here's the problem with a lot of the youth groups in the brotherhood. (coughs) Excuse me. They don't have their full identity or confidence in Christ. So they'll try to find it in something else. Well, I'll I'll find it in this guy at school. This guy tells me everything I want to hear. I'll find it in this girl at school. She tells me everything that I want to hear. I'll find it uh, in this drink. I'll find it in this substance. You see, they'll look and look and look and look and look for something to fill that void that only Christ can fill. You need to have your identity and confidence in Christ. And you can have that. The scripture we just read, the Lord can be your confidence. The fear of the Lord will be your confidence. Here's another one. Let's go to Ephesians. Um, Galatians, Ephesians chapter, uh, where do we want to go? Chapter 3. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 3. And let's read um, verse, verse 10 through 12. Look at what the writer talks about here. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose, which has been purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Look at what Christ Jesus our Lord. Look, listen now. According to the eternal purpose, purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, well, what does he give me? What does he give you, guy? What does he give you, girl? This is what he gives us. In whom? Who's that talking about? In Christ, in God. In whom we have, number one, our boldness. So, I can be all alone and I can still be bold because I have the only person I need is Christ. In whom we have boldness and access with, look at this, with what? With confidence, but you got to have something. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. So therefore, since we have boldness and access and confidence by faith, so I desire that you don't faint at tribulations, at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. So don't faint. Don't faint. Why? Because you and I can have confidence in Christ. I can have 100% confidence in him. So that's how you find your identity and confidence in Christ. You don't find it through what people say about you. You don't find it through people's compliments of you. You don't find it through people who know you. You find your identity and you find your confidence in Christ by you as a person knowing your worth and your value in Christ. No matter what anybody says, that's how you find your identity and confidence in Christ. So imagine a guy who knows exactly who he is in Christ. He's a king. 
He walks like it. He talks like it. Imagine a girl. A spiritual queen or princess. She knows her value in Christ. She knows her beauty in Christ. She knows how Christ sees her. Now, imagine those two people as individuals who know for a fact who they are in Christ. And those two individuals come together. The guy doesn't have to help the girl know who she is. And the girl doesn't have to help the guy know who he is. They come together, both knowing who they are. And then two people glorify God together. That's how you do it. That's how. So don't go from God. Sometimes this is this is one of the best things. And I know it's tough. I understand it. I know it. I know it is. But sometimes you have to spend um, a season or a period alone until you really know who you are in Christ. Sometimes another person can't help you do that. They can encourage you. But sometimes you have to know that for yourself and you have to spend some alone time with him. I don't know how long that has to be for you. It's different for for people. But you have to find it in in him first. Well, here's a misconception. Well, Jordan, I think you're saying that um, the person that you need to be with or the person that uh, you need to be, you need to be 100% perfect. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. So let's not be immature. What I am saying is, remember, we're flawless. We're not perfect people. But think about Paul. Think about who Paul was. Paul was literally a a Christian assassin. Okay. Think about him. Now, you think later on in his life that Paul knew who he was in Christ? Yes. Even when the disciples didn't accept him, but only Barnabas did, did he still know who he was even though the disciples didn't accept him? Yes. When he was stoned, you think people accepted him? Yes. Or no, they didn't accept him, but do you think that he knew who he was in Christ? Yeah. You see, it's not about the perfection. It's knowing who you are in Christ. Two people, they're both flawed, but two people who they know, who know who they are in Christ, when they come together, they can become a force. A force for good. And that's, you know, that's what I want for my life. I'm a single guy, but that's what I want for my life. Hopefully, you know, if you're listening, whether you're a guy or, or a girl listening, that's what you want in your life too. But you have to do your part while you can now. Because not another person isn't going to give that to you. No matter how great the guy is, no matter how great the girl is, he can't give you what Christ can give you. She can't give you what Christ can give you. You've got to give it through him first. Then that guy can help you. Then that girl can help you. That's how you find your identity and your confidence in Christ, by knowing who he is. So, Anna Claire, that was, when you texted that to me the other day, I was so happy because, you know, not a lot of people talk about that. Not a lot of people talk about the identity in Christ. You know, that was such a great topic, Anna Claire. Thank you so much for that. I hope you gained a lot from it. Um, also, you know, again, like I said earlier, I'm proud of you for what you're doing. Um, proud of you. Hopefully school's going well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of what you're doing and the woman that you're becoming. So continue to, to grow and continue to be, um, you know, the best Christian princess that I know you can. And I know that, that you are. All right. So that's the uh, podcast for today. 
identity and confidence in Christ. We can't have that. It's only through him, though. It's not through people. It's only through Christ. All right. So again, um, I have that question up on the uh, when the scriptures become real Twitter page. You can look that up. If you want a topic talked about, send me a message on there. You can send me a message through LinkedIn. You can send me an email through um, Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N-P-7 at Hotmail.com. You can send it through there. Um, You can leave a comment under the YouTube page. Again, like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, You can subscribe on iTunes, too. Um, but again, we, we just want to study the scriptures together, but we don't just want to study. We want to challenge ourselves and we want to challenge our faith and help our faith to grow. And that's the goal of what we want to do. And so thank you so much for the topic, Anna Claire. Uh, next week, um, I believe we are going to discuss how to be a good encourager. Um, and another friend of mine, um, wanted that one discussed, and so we'll discuss how to be an encourager and we'll kind of um, we'll look at some uh, conceptions of what it is and some some misconceptions of what it is, too. And so I look forward to studying that and studying that with you, Lord willing, next week. Thank you all so much for listening.